0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member FDSE. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. The end of the working week right here on SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, wherever you're tuned in right across the SEN network. It is the 1st of December, so the start of another huge sporting weekend and the start of summer as well. Around Sydney, very warm today, 30 in the west, and 27 in the city a few showers are possible but pretty slight then tomorrow showers developing it'll stay around the same temps and sunday will get a little bit cooler but there are showers around as we kick off summer and that's where we're going to start today the start of summer leads us to the ultimate australian sounds of summer so today on the open line and on our text line let's just take a look outside And shut our eyes but think, okay, when we think of summer, what are the sounds of summer? Are they cicadas? You know, those pesky? (laughs) That was quick. That was really quick. I mean, they're going to start to keep you up at night and wake you up in the morning. Is it cricket on the radio? I mean, that is, I reckon, one of the ultimate Australian sounds of summer. And you'll be doing a lot of that right here on SEN because our summer will be chock full of cricket. Is it the whistle that you hear from the lifeguard down at the beach? So give me your sounds of summer this morning on 0457 736 736. Or give me a call 1300 01 Is there a particular song that makes... (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of... What if we just go out in the backyard for that one at any given time? I mean, kookaburras, the lot. Is there a song that says to you, this is the start of summer in Australia one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 11 We've got three hours together, so we can have some fun and we can play some tunes, but we can dig into some sound effects as well. December the 1st is also the date where two of rugby league's greatest share this birth date. Wally, Lu- Wally Lewis turns 64 today, and Bob Fulton would have been 76 today. Both were born on the 1st of December, of course, The great Bob Fulton passed away on the 23rd of May, 2021. I remember the news going around the stadium as Manly were preparing to play Parramatta out at Combank. And of course, Bozo was born in Warrington in the UK. So our wishes to Wally Lewis, who turned 64 today, and thoughts to the Fulton family. They would have been celebrating Bob Fulton's 76th birthday today. Jaleesa Apps will join me this morning. I'll get to golf in just a sec. And Larry Canning will wrap up uh, the morning's activities because, obviously, another early start out there. Ashley Nofke will join me from the Brisbane Heat as they prepare for the WBBL final tomorrow night. We'll do our track tips with Chris Nelson looking at Rose Hill and at Doomben, And it's the return of Tommy's Tribune this week. So we've had Gibbo's gobful for the last couple of weeks, but we're back into headline mode. So the winner will receive a golf box prize pack and we're going on the start of summer theme. Right, So we want something around summer summer sport, summer sounds for Tommy's Tribune and, of course, Michael Maguire's appointment as coach of New South Wales. More on that in just a second. Okay, let's do a golf update at the Australian Open for you. Round two, of course, getting underway today. A summer of golf update with Power Golf. So going into this morning's play and today's play, Cameron Davis was the leader at nine under par. Patrick Rogers from the USA at 8 under. Then it was Connor Syme, Grant Forrest, at 7 and 6, Minwoo Lee at 5 under. After day 1, Cameron Smith was 1 under the card after a 71. So remember we're playing at the Lakes and at the Australian for yesterday and today, and then after the cut is done, they all go to the Oz for Saturday and Sunday. But it does throw up some differences in the scores. And differences in conditions. And yesterday, there was no doubt about it for the men. If you got underway at the Lakes yesterday, if you started your Australian Open Championship at the Lakes, you were in the zone for low scoring. A 63 from Cam Davis, who was just unbelievable yesterday. Um, Preferred lies, so doesn't get towards that course record. But it's one heck of a round. Seven birdies and an eagle. Only two scores from the top 10 players, came from the other course yesterday, the Australian course, and both were Scottish players in Connorsheim and Grant Forrest. So two out of the top eight, uh, top 10 came from the Oz. Eight others who shot the lowest scores in the top 10 came from the Lakes. Today, they flip. When you look at the women going into round two, Rachel Lee was the leader at six under. Um, Steph Kiriakou was back at four under, and both were playing the Lakes, and so did Minji Lee. So the top 10 scoring was split, actually, in the women's 6-4. Six of the lowest scores came from the Lakes and four from the Oz. What's been happening early this morning? Well, Connor Syme has taken his form from the Oz over to the Lakes, and he now leads the way at 10 under par through four holes. So an early start for the Scotsman, and he has gone birdie, birdie, par, birdie. And he started on the back nine at the Lakes after his round yesterday at the Australian. Cameron Davis, of course, as I mentioned, he'll get underway at 20 past 12 today, starting at nine under the card. And uh, Joachim Neiman has also gone out and has a round at the moment going of one under. He's playing at the Lakes and he's up to minus six. So one birdie and three pars to start his round. That's on the men's side of things in the women's. Jenny Shin has gone to the outright lead at seven under playing at the lakes. Rachel Lee will get underway later this afternoon. So a half one start for Rachel Lee and Sarah Hammett has moved up to four under and um, two under for the day so far. So we'll keep our eyes on that. Larry Canning will have all the latest for you. Power Golf Summer of Golf is here. You can save up to 20% online or in stores. The sound of golf ball, Uh, golf club on golf ball, an ultimate Australian sound of summer. I mean, it goes all the way throughout the year. But this is when we start to hear those sounds. What about cricket bat on ball or cricket ball into window? That's got to be an ultimate Aussie sound, does it not? I'm sure we can find some audio of that. In rugby league, the Panthers have confirmed their World Club Challenge trip. And this is good news. They're going to play the Warriors Wigan in February. It'll take place in Wigan. On Saturday night over there, the 24th of February, which is Sunday morning, our time. Interesting, 12 days later, Penrith will play Melbourne in round one of the Premiership. So we've got those four teams that are going to the US and that's for round one. But now we've got Penrith travelling to the UK about a week and a half before the first round starts. And then when you take a look at the first round draw, you wonder whether, I mean, this would sound bizarre normally if we're thinking about the fact that the Panthers are three-time defending champions, but they've got the Storm in round one on Friday the 8th of March, and it's at Amy Park. Now, the Storm, as you well know, have had a miraculous run under Craig Bellamy in round one unbeaten stretches back to 2003. So it makes you wonder if you're prepared to call Melbourne v Penrith the Storm a safe, probably one of the safest or possibly one of the safest bets for the first round. I mean, it sounds almost idiotic. But when you put it in that perspective, they're going to have to travel back from the UK. They're going to play the Storm in Melbourne in round one. Take a look at the other matches. Now, the two uh, opening matches of the doubleheader over in Vegas, Eagles v. Rabbitohs, Roosters v. Broncos, you've got to say because of where they're playing and everything that's going on, you've got to say at the moment they're too tight to call, perhaps. Just take your own club's hat off at the moment. Knights v. Raiders is the first game in Australia on Thursday night. That's in Newcastle, but anything's possible there. Warriors, Sharks, anything's possible there. Eels v Bulldogs, that's at Combank Stadium. Titans and Dragons, two new coaches. Des Hasler at the Titans, Shane Flanagan at the Dragons, and, of course, Dolphins and Cowboys. And the West Tigers have the bye. So it's interesting when you look at that and you go, wow, Storm v Panthers. I wonder what odds the Storm are going to start next year. I reckon I'd still be backing the Panthers, but let's throw in a quick trip over to the UK. Meanwhile, the Michael Maguire era has officially started for New South Wales State of Origin and we brought you this press conference yesterday and what Madge had to say. And I thought it was really impressive the way that he spoke. I mean, we we expect this of Michael Maguire and yesterday he spoke with Jimmy Smith at length. One of the things that he did say was that he will speak to Jack White and to try and get him back into a Blues jersey. Very fond of Jack. He said, I had some quality time with him there at Canberra. He's a big game player. I'll let him find his feet there at Souths. And when the time's right, we'll have that conversation. I fully respect where he's at and what he wants to do. So some pretty strong messages, I reckon, came out from the Michael Maguire press conference and interviews that he's done yesterday and strong statements around his assistant coaching and set-up staff, the high-performance team, they're calling it. John Cartwright, Brett White, Matt King and Frank Panisi. They're from the Melbourne Storm acting as the team's performance manager could be an absolutely critical appointment in the back room. We're 187 days away until State of Origin Game 1. So the 5th of June, we've got a lot of time. But I wonder also if you've got a motto for us for Madge's time as New South Wales coach. It's a brand new era. It's a new start. So have you got a motto for Madge for New South Wales? I mean, Queensland will just go with Queenslander. We know that. And Michael Maguire is going to bring his own fit and his own feel to this State of Origin team. So while you're also thinking about Sounds of Summer for me this morning, think about a motto for Madge for New South Wales. Just put it into words. 0457 736 736 is the text line number. Again, have some fun with that. What's Madge's motto for New South Wales for 2024 and beyond? And I see some stories around that the Panthers are also set to offer a lifetime deal for Nathan Cleary, which is an absolute no-brainer and probably not really discussing at any length because he signed with his dad until the end of 2027. We haven't even started 2024. He's 26 years of age. Of course, they want to keep him there. And of course, they want want to have him there forever. But... They don't have to start thinking about it for quite a few years. But Brian Fletcher, the Panthers CEO, has said, there's no way we're going to lose Nathan Cleary and it won't be happening on my watch. And I think that's an obvious and clear, um, clear point from the Panthers. I can't see anything else changing in that regard whatsoever. But we don't have to think about it for a few years. He's on big money. He's on a long-term contract. And we haven't even started 2024 He'll be there in 24, 25, 26, 27. Fair old time um, frame to pass in between there. But if you could offer a lifetime deal to any player at your club, who would it be? Right? We've got a lot of players at your club who are signed on long-term deals anyway, but if there's, is there one player at your club and you say, this is the guy, obviously probably the young guy at the moment, who I don't want to see play anywhere but here? Broncos, Reese Walsh. I mean, his name's there. Is he the kind of player that you want to see at Brisbane for life? The Knights? Could they just lock in Kalon Ponga forever? What about the Bunnies? Cam Murray, Latrell Mitchell. Throw a name or two at me from your club. If you had one lifetime deal to give out, who would you give it to? Not a bad way of thinking on this Friday morning to get your your rugby league juices flowing in cricket Australia play India tomorrow morning in the fourth T20 so we have to see the makeup of the team India lead the series 2-1 and of course a whole stack of world cup players have gone home so we'll wait on that one meanwhile we'll be waiting on the Australian selectors they'll be meeting to discuss the Pakistan series and the test squad and Cameron Green did everything bar hitting another four runs yesterday that he could to show Australian selectors that with the red ball, he's up for it and also his mindset's up for it. He got it caught by Michael Nessa on 96 for WA against Queensland yesterday. It was a sharp catch as well. Crash Craddock has reported this morning that plan A from the selectors for the Pakistan series is to include David Warner at the top, then replace him for the West Indian series with Manas Labashain as opener. So we discussed this the other day, the shuffle of the order. So Warner retires from tests, assuming he makes the Pakistan series. Then Manas Labashain goes up. Cameron Green comes back in to number four. And Cam Green said yesterday, he goes, I've got a lot of energy. Around the Ashes, I was a bit flat. But the last month or so, I haven't played as much. So now I have a lot of energy which says two things to me. One, the amount of cricket that he played in the IPL and all that kind of stuff was way too much to try and carry him through everything that followed. And two, the decision to park him at the back end of the Ashes and then through most of the ODI World Cup, whilst it must have been hard for selectors, especially they know he's a generational player, has proved to be the right thing because he's got his mindset back in terms of being energised. He won't play Big Bash this summer, even if he fails to play any Test matches. And on the side of that, Ricky Ponting reckons Cam Bancroft should be at the front of the queue to replace David Warner. He says that Bancroft should go up and now's the time. And he also says that Glenn Maxwell should be considered after his ODI exploits. And it's a fair old call from Ricky Ponting. But Maxwell in the Test arena, remember, hasn't been there for a long time. He played his last test in 2017. He's only played seven test matches for Australia, averaging 26. So he played from 2013 to 2017 and hasn't played a test match for Australia since. One century, 104 against India in 2017. So does he come into the mix here and do a selectors look at him differently now, especially after what he did in the ODI World Cup? The Adelaide Strikers will take on the Brisbane Heat in the WBBL final. That's tomorrow, as I said. And thanks to ResMed, Awaken, your best performance with ResMed. Uh, The best performer, the breathtaking moment of the weekend. Does it come from the Oz Open golf? Does it come from the WBBL? Will we see another NRL player transfer by the time we get off the show this morning? (laughs) More than likely. Will it come from game four of the T20 international series ResMed helping Aussie sleep and breathe better for over 30 years free online sleep assessment at resmed.com.au so sounds of summer this morning the ultimate Aussie sound of summer and Madge's motto that's where we're going this morning on 0457 736 736 plus you've got one lifetime deal to give to a player at your club who's it going to be come and join that conversation right here on SEN your home of sport back after this